thoughts and the waning moon. Mother writes, Paradise was the home to Adam and Eve, but they knew it not. Count your blessings, lest you lose a lot. Thoughts become things. We've all heard this or something very similar before, whether from yogis or coaches. But have you ever stopped to think what it actually means? This phrase is too often misinterpreted by those who would rather believe that all they have to do is think about something and they can make it happen. They can manifest it externally just by putting the thought out there. These are the people who, sadly, do not put any real effort into their lives. Somehow expecting everything to come to them, these are often the people who also misunderstand the true meaning of magic. The true meaning of this phrase is about the power of our own words, our inner dialogue, to affect how we interpret the world and our own place in it. To quote the Stoics, men are disturbed not by the things that happen, but by their opinion of the things that happen. And this is as true now as it was when it was said all those centuries ago. This is reality, not the stuck record version of your life which you currently inhabit, reality based on perception, not on events. It is based on faith and belief and honesty, not on power and influence. True magic is personal. And the source joins us together within the weird web of connections around us. Like electricity. We do not see it. But we do perceive its effects. And it is through words we express our true reality. And when the words within are words of power, then this will become the basis of how we interpret the world. Mother brought me to understand that if the only words which I gave myself were words like fear and helplessness, then these were the ingredients for the trances which I would live on a daily basis. Make no mistake, I use the term trance deliberately. For if you do not believe that you can do magic, I have an urgent newsflash for you. You have been casting spells of influence on yourself ever since you were able to think. With the words you choose, you create an image, an internal reality which you then project onto the world around you. You start to live in a daze on what you expect to see and hear and feel. Everything else you will reject as being outside your version of reality and therefore act as if it isn't there. Let me give you an example. If the words you give yourself are miserable or unlucky, then this is the trance you will live, the filter through which you will interpret the world. You believe it to be so and it becomes so. With these words you are casting a spell of power and darkness onto your inner reality. You may not have consciously chosen these words, 
No one initially sets out to be negative, but these may be the words which are given to you by your life experience or from the words and beliefs of others around you, and you choose to make them your own. You will therefore feel every ache and pain and think about what that might mean. You will expect your relationships with other people to be negative because this will then reinforce your experience of the word victim. Please understand me when I say to you, I am not saying that what is happening to you is not real. But to a degree, you accept the words and you do not fight the negatives. You start to believe it's something intrinsic to you and not just words. Words become reality because we give them the power to create the trances that we then live. I recognised that the words which I had chosen to entrance me were many and nearly all were negative. My words created a spell of failure and anger and fear. And so the trance I lived was one of self-sabotage. At the time, you don't even register the words. They are so much a part of your inner vocabulary, your way of communicating with yourself. And the first thing to do is to take a step back from your thoughts and to actually listen to what you are saying. The next step is a dialogue between the part of you using these negative words and the part of you ready for new ones. Then and only then can you open yourself up to interpret the world in a new and positive way. Then you will start to see the world around you changing in response to this new way of thinking. All you need for a wonderful, magical life is out there, already, around you, in your world. But you need to remove the blinkers, take out your earplugs, and stretch out to touch the beauty around you. had found that the easiest way to make these connections was in a meditative trance, and I can guide you through this later, if you want. I gave myself the time and space to enter the trance between waking and sleeping, where the ability to listen to thoughts, to inner dialogue, is at its most strong. I counted down from 300 to zero. And when I reached zero, with my eyes closed and my body relaxed, I rested for a while and allowed my mind to wander freely. Just wander and wonder about things that were happening in my life at the time. I allowed my inner voice to ramble. To have a little witter. This time I started to pay close attention to the words, the phrases, and then the quality of this inner voice. Do you know, it wasn't good. 
I very quickly noticed an irritating whiny tone. It wasn't loud at first, but the whine grew louder the more closely I listened. The inner voice was complaining. Not big complaints, but it was a theme. I became aware that the phrases my inner voice was using contained things like unfair and I bet it won't happen anyway. The inner voice was talking me out of the dreams that I believed I had. My inner thoughts were preparing me for failure before I even started. And as I continued to listen to this voice, I began to notice recurrent themes. Failure. Why even bother because it won't work? Other people do these things, not you. Keep your head down and nothing bad will happen. If you're too happy, then something terrible will happen. Don't look forward to something or you'll only be disappointed. Keep your head down and expect little from life. Set phrases. Programs waiting to be run just for me. I was well and truly shocked. No wonder I felt low and dispirited with this audio track of misery running through my head. I took a deep voice and I introduced myself to this inner voice. Hello, I said. Can I help you? The voice paused momentarily and then continued with a catalogue of complaints. I repeated my words. The voice responded, Why do you want to help me? This caused me to pause. This inner self obviously did not believe that I could possibly want to help. I want to help you, so you can help me, I said. I could feel the owner of the voice crossing its arms defensively. Well, that'll be a first, she said. The more I listened to this voice, the less I liked its owner. You don't even like me. Why should you want to help, she said. I felt sad and dispirited at this. She had a point. I didn't like her very much. She was the sort of person I would rather not be around, the sort who, if you phoned her up with some good news, would quickly turn the conversation onto how miserable she was and you would end the call feeling depressed. So I sat down next to her, so she didn't have to look me in the face. I want to understand why you're like this so that I can be free, be happy. She stared out into neutral space while I glimpsed at her profile. Her face was contorted in lines of sadness. Her jaw was clenched and tight. Her jaw, hard. Ever since the day you were born, she began, I have tried to protect you. To shield you from disappointment, I have coloured the world around you so that you have only seen the things that were safe and familiar to you. And this way I thought I could keep you safe. I could see her jaw muscles stiffening and her shoulders tensing as she gripped the chair with her hands. I don't want us to get hurt. I reached out to touch her arm, but she pulled away. No, I don't want to be part of your future. I want to sleep. Don't you understand? 
I'm exhausted from trying to shield you from your expectations and now I just want to rest. I've done my best for you and you don't need me anymore. I'm leaving. So she did. She left. Her footsteps echoed into the distance and I heard her no more. There was no coming together of minds, no tearful reunion of disparate persona. There was just silence where she had been. Thank you for all you tried to do, I said to the space where she had been. Thank you and rest now. You deserve it. I waited. She didn't return. Cautiously at first, I moved over and into the space she had filled for me. I now had a space for my words, new words, a space for my thoughts, a space for me to create a new trance to live. I chose my words carefully from then on. And if ever I heard echoes of her, or if words she'd used crept into my thoughts instantly and immediately, I would and I could replace them. I replaced fear with excitement. I replaced cannot with can. I banished the words ought and must to the outer reaches of my mind because they do not have a place in magic. The source will not accept these words. And you too can learn to reject them as you heal. And so if you want to try this for yourself, just before you go to sleep tonight, you can enter your own trance by counting down from 300 to zero, each breath timing the numbers as you count down. And when you reach zero, you will find yourself at the top of the stone steps once more. Keep walking until you reach the end of the steps and find yourself back in the beautiful natural landscape which you've already visited. Feel the peace of this place welcoming you home as you look around and you can become aware of the colours of the landscape this time. As before, head towards the river Find a place to sit down. You can watch the river moving and be aware of the sunlight as it plays on its surface. Let this sight calm you. And as you sit, you become aware of the presence of a figure close by. 
Invite them to come and sit beside you. This is your inner critic. You have never actually invited them to spend time with you before, and they may be wary of your invitation. In the past, they used to just barge into your thoughts, intrude when you didn't want them. You will know their voice and their words. But this time, I want you to ask them to talk. Let their negative words flow out just as the river flows. But this time, instead of the words hurting you, they are carried away by the flow of the river. Allow your inner critic to say all the negative things they think and you may not even consciously register the words and that's fine. Let them talk until they've no more to say. And when it's over, I want you to tell your inner critic that there is no more space in your inner reality for their negativity. And if they want to continue to live, then they'll have to change their words from negative to positive. And if they're prepared to do this in return, you tell them that you will listen to them in future and you will not push them away. If they fall back into the old negative way of talking to you, you will not be able to hear them anymore and they will fade further into the past and eventually you will no longer be able to hear them anyway. Offer them life in exchange for their support. Offer them freedom in exchange for their encouragement. This is the deal. There is no negotiation. Change or they become history. To be caught up in the mandala of your dream time and no longer allowed space or time in your inner reality. Make sure to tell your inner critic that you understand that they have your best interests at heart. That they meant well and you are grateful for their attentions. Understand this and give them space if they agree to change form. Your inner critic can become your inner coach, your best supporter, helping you change the words of power in your own head. And don't worry if you find this hard, or even if your inner critic does not appear or doesn't seem to respond to you straight away. This will happen in your sleep and in your dreams safely. And you will notice how you find yourself changing negative thoughts to positive ones. It will happen. And so rest for a while by the river. And I return to the stairs. And as you walk up them, you can still be aware of the presence beside you. But now it feels softer, more friendly, changed. You can acknowledge that this part has tried to protect and shield you and you may even want to give them a new name. No longer critic, maybe coach, or even 
friend. And at the end of this process, you return to the top of the stairs and you open your eyes. And as before, if you want to, you can note down your thoughts and feelings about this. Put it in your special book. Thoughts are the first and the last freedom. Being free and able to express yourself fully and without criticism within your own mind liberates you, no matter where you are or what's happening around you. When you feel safe in your own mind, you can allow your power words and phrases to take shape and form in the world around you. You will create a new life trance which will encompass much more than yourself. You'll be able to bring others into it, creating belief and trust. This is your new reality and you can and you will start to make your imagined world move beyond the confines of your thoughts and into the world around you. And whatever you create with your power words, you'll begin to find signs of it all around you. By entrancing yourself with strong and effective words of power, you will shape the world into your desires. And within this, the very air that surrounds you becomes your atmosphere for change. That which you create around you will be extensions of your thoughts. And as you grow in strength, you will also learn how to move the air around you and project freedom confidence and hope for it is in that space between waking and sleeping where the essence of the source exists everything you have ever known dreamed or imagined it is all here all the light and more significantly the darkness between the light this is the habitation of thoughts that thread you to the world around you with your beliefs about reality. All of the self-imposed limitations which you believed to be reality exist in this space. And none of them are real unless you choose to believe in them. And in the light of the waning moon, you can allow the damaged thoughts to flow away from you, carried by the lunar tide. Go get up and dance, mother. Dance the polka like old times. Often when I'm feeling sad and blue, I will dance and think after you. Go get up. Feeling.